Well, we've had quite a busy couple of months, haven't we? <laughs> the theme for April is the power of vulnerability. And that's a tough one for us to really work through, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, I'll just speak for myself. It's difficult for me to be vulnerable, right? You want to be in charge and, you know, know what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And it comes on the... It comes on the heels of March's theme, which was cultivating authenticity, which was like another really tough one that you have to go deep into. And today we're discussing surrender. Yay! <laughs> right? Putting those two things together, just like, ah, you know? But I was thinking about it all this week, and I thought, you know, that's what we do here at Vision. We do this deep work. We do the deep work of growing in consciousness. And yeah, I mean, maybe we do it in humor. I like to do it in humor. I like to do funny, you know? Sometimes we have fun while we're doing it. Sometimes there are loud moments. Sometimes there are quiet moments in which we transform. But we take everything to use to do that transformational work. And it is deep, and it, and it is, sometimes it's tough to do. And sometimes we're just planting the seeds, aren't we? Sometimes we're just planting the seeds, and, and transformation changes over a long period of time. And sometimes, sometimes we have those water-to-wine moments, don't we? Where everything is just totally different in an instant and your life is never the same. But we hang in there. As a group, we're together here as a, as a spiritual community to do this work. Practical spirituality says it right up there. <laughs> On the banner that's up. It says we're here to transform lives through this practical spirituality. And it is deep work. And it is difficult work. And we said yes to it, and I know that we did because you're here. <laughs> you would not be here sitting in this room listening to these talks if you did not already say yes to the deep transformational work. So that we, um, we come together and we are brave enough and we are vulnerable enough and we are strong enough to look at the things in our lives that are no longer serving us so that we can replace them with some greater good that can then manifest and outpicture as the conditions of our lives. And it all begins in consciousness. And we know that, and that's why we're here. It all begins in consciousness. But we, we first re surrender, the title of the talk, we must first surrender to the things we're already carrying around with us, yes? Because we're carrying a bunch of stuff around with us. In order to accept a greater good to expressing in our lives, we have to dump the old stuff that's no longer serving us. To become a greater expression of who we are, we have to jettison the old stuff. We have to let go of the old stuff before we can accept the new stuff. And that's a hard thing to do. There's a lot of us like clutching right? And just hanging on to old stuff that doesn't serve us. You know, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about our landlord here. I don't know if you know, he's a, he, he owns lots of these properties around in this area. And one of the things he owns is that A1 storage, you know, that one that's like just down the road a bit. Well, I was thinking about when I was writing this surrender talk, because storage is a weird concept, all of its own, right? 
The idea that we have so much stuff, we need to rent a place outside of our home so that we can store more stuff, right? It's it's a strange business, and it's a business that did not even exist until 1960. Yep, but as of December 2022, 2.63 billion square feet of rentable rentable storage space. Over 51,000 different storage facilities, owned by over 30,000 different companies, making more than $29 billion in annual revenue just to store the stuff we've outgrown, don't use anymore, but refuse to let go of. What the hell? This is a symptom, right? This is a symptom. This is the outer. A manifestation of an inner consciousness. Remember, the outer is just a reflection of the inner consciousness. That stuff in storage is just the outer. It's just a reflection. We don't use it. We haven't seen it for years. We don't need it, but we can't part with it. We refuse to let it go, even though it no longer serves us. Right. And yet, we know, we absolutely know that we cannot accept the new into our lives, into our space, unless we let go of the old. No new wine in old skins, right? We know this. In the philosophy of Ernest Holmes, he said, "Change is the only thing that is permanent. The only thing we can say of anything that looks static is, 'This too shall pass away.' If it were not so, the infinite would get caught up in its own mold." God would be stopped by God's own creation, and creativity would be absorbed by that creation. So we know it must change, and because we are that, we must change. And the answer is to to surrender for good. Right. So I mean, surrender forever. Right. You know, surrender for good. All right. I'm going to do this for good forever. But it also means surrender for our good. Surrender for the greater good that we can manifest after we let go of the old. But we have to let go of the old first. You can't you can't accept something if you're grasping onto something else. We can't do it. We have to let go of the old to accept our good and the good that we are and the good that we desire, the greater expression of spirit that we know that we are, that we want to we want to express in the world. And I'm not talking about surrender like giving up, right? I'm not talking about the white flag. La 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 la. That's quitting. I'm not talking about quitting. I'm never ever talking about quitting. It is important to realize the difference between quitting and surrendering, right? Quitting involves no hope for future growth, while surrendering opens the door. Opens the door to future growth. By definition, these are my definitions anyway. <laughs> By definition, giving up is to cease making an effort, to resign yourself to failure, to quit, to stop, to resign, to withdraw. Right? Surrender is to abandon oneself entirely to a power greater than we are, to give into, to give oneself over. To something greater, spirit is the truth of who we are, and spirit has a greater idea of who we are and what we are, and we need to trust that.
Surrender involves continuing to make those small steps, those small action steps when appropriate, while giving up means just shifting all of your energy someplace else, right? I'll just do this instead. Clearly, I'm not getting anything done over there. And our faith tradition does not talk about giving up, but surrendering, surrendering to that greater idea of what our lives can become. That's wonderful. That's awesome. And sometimes, sometimes it takes giving up to get to surrender. Did you ever have that happen? Holy moly, that's painful. That's like that dark night of the soul thing, that point where you cannot think of another thing to do. That's the point where spirit rushes in and fills the space when we invite it in to do that, when we invite it in. Abraham Lincoln wrote, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. That is like so, so emotional. I had nowhere else to go, right? We know this one. Nothing works. Nothing works. And we are driven to our knees. And he goes on to say, my own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. We know that one, right? When all else fails, pray. <laughs> you know, is, is, is spirit your, your steering wheel or your spare tire? You know, we always make it a last resort. I've tried everything I can think of. Gee, now maybe I'll give it to God. <laughs> Giving up does lead to surrender when we let it and when we don't use prayer first. Ernest Holmes in Creative Living said, if we identify ourselves with source and perform the act, we may know that our world establishes eternal harmony, transforms everything, rearranges everything to our benefit. It is an act of complete surrender, the human to the divine, without the loss of the human. And aren't we afraid of that? We're afraid of that, right? That's kind of what holds us back a lot of times from just... Just, you know, throwing off all the moorings and just abandoning into spirit, we're afraid that there'll be a loss of our individuality. But he says, no, it's not, that's not true. Without the loss of human form, it is the act of complete inflowing of the divine into the human. Without the limitation of the divine. Oh, you're capable of anything. You're capable of anything. We are capable of anything. Right? And so wh what do we do? We do the, I've done everything I can. Now let's pray. No, pray first. Pray first. When something happens, pray first. Sometimes we live our lives thinking we're in charge. <laughs> Too funny. Controlling all the aspects of our day, don't we? We could try to control all the aspects. We are plotters, and we are planners, and we are schedulers. I had a, a one-year plan, and I have a five-year plan, and I had a 10-year plan. Anybody with me? Anybody do that thing? Okay. You know that old joke about how you make God laugh? Tell God your plans? <laughs> yeah. Tell him your plans. Tell him, hear it. Tell this principle that has created everything and continues to create, tell it, this principle, your plans. Because we're very good at being in control. Well, we are not, however, in charge. And that makes a big difference. I'm in control of my life. I'm in control. I choose the foods that I eat. I choose where I go on vacation. I choose what outfit I wear. Lovely. Okay, I, I choose, you know, what days I come into work and what days I have off. But I'm not in charge. I'm just not in charge. And here's the difference. Okay, all right, here's the difference. When I was pregnant with my first child, 
that, that wonderful young man sitting in the back of the room, Adrian, when I, was, when I was pregnant with him, I took childbirth classes with Larry. We took childbirth classes, you know, okay, learned how to breathe. All right, whatever, you get the idea. Larry and I attended every class. I got an A+. Plus. I'm not a little a bit of an overachiever here, right, you know? Anyway, we passed with flying colors. We became experts on breathing, blowing, pushing, holding. The whole time, you know, the, the, <laughs> the whole nine yards, right? We're prepared. The only part of childbirth I did not pay attention to in that class was the C-sections. I didn't pay attention at all. I was there, but I didn't pay attention at all to the section on C-sections because that was not going to be my birth experience. I was in control of the whole thing. What doctor I chose, what hospital I was going to give birth at, the outfit the newborn was going to go home wearing, right? The baby seat that we bought for the back seat. I was in control of all of it. I just was not in charge. And Adrian was the cutest little baby boy delivered by C-section that anyone had ever seen. <laughs> And I may be biased, but yeah, I was in control. I was not in charge. See the difference? When we keep our eye on the outcome, the how is up to spirit. We make all the choices all along the way, and the how delivers, in this case literally, <laughs> delivers our good its way. Its way. And it was perfect. Healthy baby, happy baby. The end goal was, was absolutely positively achieved. Spirit's way. Spirit's in charge of the how. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, we give up all fear, surrender all doubt, let go of all uncertainty. We know that there is no confusion and no lack of confidence. We know that what is ours shall see us, claim us, know us, and rush to us. Isn't that, like, so reassuring? We don't have to find it. We don't have to look for it. We don't have to agonize over it. We don't have to try to will it. It rushes to us. When we give up all thoughts of fear, it rushes to us. Surrendering for good, for our good, means surrendering to our good. The good that then can manifest itself in our experience, leaving no room in our consciousness for plan Bs, or what ifs, or in case ofs, or if that doesn't happen then, right? Giving, giving all of that up, all those doubts, all those fears, all those uncertainties. Like Ernest Holmes said, we give up thinking about all of that. And what is ours rushes in to greet us. Because we're open and available and ready. We give up thinking about all that. We give up thinking about all of the negatives, all the what-ifs. And our good rushes in to greet us. Ernest Holmes wrote an article in Science Mind magazine in 1951, the Blending the Human and the Divine. I love it. He said... True surrender is a willingness to give up that which contradicts the life of spirit. Hate, 
antagonism, resistance, resentment, fear, doubt, uncertainty, and confusion. This must take place if the Spirit is to greatly incarnate in us. We have to be those, those beacons of clear water, whatever, of clear thinking, of clear energy. Surrender for good. It's the title of this talk. Surrender for good, your good. The good that can manifest through you if you let it. The good that spirit already has given to you, yet you haven't accepted yet as yours. Surrender for good. Give up any thoughts you hold of not deserving it, not being good enough, not being young enough, not being enough, right? Fill in the blank. We have a whole list of, of reasons why we cannot have our good. Keep your eyes lifted. That's from Emma Curtis Hopkins. She always said, keep your eyes lifted because that's the spiritual plane. Keep your eyes lifted up to the spiritual plane. Keep your mind focused on the highest good. Keep your emotions on what feels good to your body. And keep your feet moving in the direction of your greatest good. Surrender for good. Surrender for your good. Surrender for the good you are. Surrender to the good that you are. Because you are that. You are the good of God. Thank you.